Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. When it comes to turkey hunting, what matters more than calling gear, decoys, blinds, and super expensive turkey ammo? It's hunting where there's turkeys. And on this episode, I'm going to talk about ways to find a great spot for turkey hunting. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're going to talk about how to find a great spot for turkey hunting. Now, there's so many factors and things that play into a successful hunt when it comes to turkeys, but all of them pale in comparison to hunting where turkeys actually are. It doesn't matter how good your gear is. It doesn't matter if you've won every national championship for turkey calling that's ever existed. It doesn't matter if your turkey loads are, you are literally shooting number five gold shot at, you know, whatever it is, uh, $1,800 a load. None of that matters unless there are turkeys where you're hunting. So everything else comes second to hunting some place where there's turkeys. So how do you find a good spot for turkey hunting? Specifically, if you're a new hunter or you're new to turkey hunting, how do you find a good spot? Or maybe you've been doing this for a few years, but you're trying to up your game. How do you do it? How do you find a great spot? Well, first things first, you got to find places that you can get permission to hunt. So you've you've got to find public land on one hand and then, you know, private land that you could possibly get permission to hunt on on the other hand. So number one way I know of to find public land or find anything really is by using a good map hunt or a good map app. Uh, I personally use Onyx Hunt. I've tried a bunch of other ones. 
I, I like HuntWise. I've tried uh, HuntStand. I've used a bunch of them. But for the money, I find that Onyx gives you the most bang for your buck and has been the most reliable for me. They're not a sponsor, though, at least not of this episode, though I'd be happy if they were because I believe in their product. I think it's 30 bucks a year per state, or if you want a national version, it's it's more than that. But I only hunt in one state, so I pay 30 bucks a year. And uh, I was literally, I got a comment from a viewer yesterday, or listener, excuse me, yesterday, talking about, you know, hey, how do I find public land? How do I find places? Well, that's the number one way I know. If there's a free seven-day trial, you can jump in, get your bearings, uh, make some notes. That might even be enough to get you through the season if you're if you're strategic about when you do the seven-day trial and you're scouting. Uh, you can use, you know, Google Maps. You can use Google Earth. The uh, depending on what state you're in, your state may have any varying level of. Uh, state game land mapping software and so on. What I found though is there's a lot of public land that's not technically state game land, but it's leased to or managed by the game commission, at least in Pennsylvania. So a lot of it doesn't even show up on the game commission maps. And even what does show up is at such a high level, finding the actual borders of that property has uh, just proven problematic. So a good map app is the best place to start for finding public land. Uh, if you're looking for private land, which is not a bad thing to look for, you want to follow some some of the same guidelines you're going to be looking for for finding a good public land. So the only difference you know, between the advice that's about to come is if you're looking at private land, you want to find a good area, then you need to get permission to scout and hunt there. But you're looking for the same sorts of features and things revolving terrain. And there's a lot of stuff in terms of finding a place to hunt in general, public land, private land, how to get permission, all these kinds of things. I've covered those specifically in previous episodes. So you can head to the website, newhuntersguide.com, go to the show categories. I've got first steps, I've got turkey hunting, every other kind of hunting. But if you drill down into those categories, every show is organized, sorted, categorized in specific chunks and groups so you can find whatever you're looking for. Dozens of turkey hunting episodes, lots of episodes on how to get started, find land, public, private, permissions, all those things, all the way down to the hunter safety course, where I mean ground zero. So that's all there. I'm not going to try to cover all that, you know, in this episode. There's just not time and, and be too tedious. So what are you looking for to find some land? Well, turkeys are part of the pheasant family, okay? They are in the pheasant family of birds. They're considered, and I quote, upland game. They are upland birds. That's the category of life that they fall into. So turkeys are more to be found upland, not in marshy lowland areas. You're more likely to find turkeys, you know, on hilltops, in mountains, in fields. Not so much to find them in swamps and marshes and bottomland. However, however, I have found turkey tracks on shores of flooded timber uh, in areas that turkeys just should not live. But I've found them literally in the mud, like the water was flooded up on the shore and then receded back. And there's turkey tracks in the mud. And I'm sitting there going, they're just not supposed to live in these kinds of places. But 
they can be anywhere. And you never know, maybe he was going to get a drink. I don't, I don't know. But you're more likely to find them in upland areas. Open hardwoods is, you know, textbook habitat for turkeys. They love open hardwood areas. But you can't just have 100 miles of open hardwoods. They also need cover, particularly hens who are nesting. So gobblers, you know, don't care as much about cover, but the hens do, and the hens aren't going to go too far away from areas that are adjacent to cover. So you're looking for areas that you've got big open hardwoods, and then you've got adjacent to areas with cover, edge, when I say cover, I mean, you know, briars and jaggers and thick stuff, switchgrass, things you don't want to walk through, things you can't see through. Not see through is the biggest thing. You know, that's they're, they're hiding from predators. Uh, all sorts of things would plunder a turkey nest. All kinds of things. Crows just wreak havoc on turkey nests. You can be sure foxes and coyotes and raccoons and all sorts of other things. So you're looking for cover both side and above that a hen would use. And then those are going to be areas that turkeys can hide easily in. They don't have to fly to hide. Turkeys don't like flying. They, 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 flying is like a last resort. They would rather run away than fly away. But if, if they get scared enough, if they're spooked hard enough, they will fly. But they're better runners in a lot of respects than they are flying. Flying takes a lot of energy because they're heavy birds. So a turkey would rather only fly once a day to go up to roost and then come back. Uh, that's their preference. They would rather not do any other flying. Even if they're in danger, they would rather run unless the danger is too near or too scary. So you're looking for more upland areas. They like to roost in big hardwoods and big trees, high trees. So they like the areas that are open under the big hardwoods. They like to scrounge for acorns and mast. They like big leafy areas. They can turn up the leaves and look for grubs and bugs and worms. They also like fields. Fields are, are, are good turkey habitat because they, they like the, uh, the grasshoppers and the other bugs and stuff that lives on the grass and stuff in the field. So if you've got open fields adjacent to thick cover, next to big open hardwoods, you sort of have the trifecta of turkey habitat. Fields, hardwoods, and cover. If you've got those three things in relative proximity, now turkeys can move quite a distance. Um, you know, hens and gobblers in a day can move serious distance. They don't always move that much distance, depending on the area, part of the country, weather, food sources, and so on. But, you know, a mile or two is not out of the question for a hen or a gobbler to move in a day. Usually, they don't move that much. But it's not unusual. It's not unheard of. It's, it's regular, although it's not the norm. Although, in some areas, maybe it is the norm. Who knows? I've not been to all areas. So, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for areas that are not swamped in so much. Although people have hunted turkeys successfully in swamps. Chase them into swamps. Um, you know, things like that. Again, they don't love those kind of areas. That's not what they would prefer to be because the food that they prefer to eat, the acorns and mast and grubs and grasshoppers and things like that, there's the, the, those same varieties of food are not typically in swamp areas. You've got different things in swamp areas, 
Maybe if you're in a swampy part of the country, your birds have adapted some to that. But grassy fields, big thick trees, and cover. Now, that said, you don't always have all three of those in the same place. Uh, but if you can find them, that's where I would focus. That's where I would put my, my energy into. Um, you know, sometimes you don't have fields. So you've got hardwoods and you've got cover. Now, people say, well, the turkeys need water. They do. They Turkeys typically, typically take uh, about one drink a day, depending on the weather and what they're eating. So they need one drink a day, and they may move up to a mile on a given day. Like I said, maybe a couple miles, depending on where you are. So most of the time they can find, you know, a puddle or something, a stream, a lake, a creek, something to get their one drink a day. And I'm not sure how many days they can go. I'm just talking about averages. So, yeah, water does matter, but it doesn't matter that much because they don't need to drink very much or very often. So, unless you're in an area where there's literally just dry, parched, you know, land with very few water areas, then I wouldn't say I, I would camp out near water, you know, wait for them to come take a drink. That's that's just that's probably not the best way to do it if you're in an area where there's only one water hole in a 10 square mile radius there's just probably not many turkeys in that area it may just be too dry for them might not be enough cover might not you know what what's even living there that they're interested in so anyway i digress so you're trying to find those kind of things now if you have just hardwoods and nothing else at Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. There will be turkeys around. You probably aren't going to have booming turkey populations. You're not going to have an easy time locating a center of movement. You're probably only going to want to hunt by running and gunning. It's going to be hard to locate where they're at at any given time. If you have areas that are just fields and fields upon fields and fields, probably not going to be turkeys in that area because they got to roost. Turkeys will fly up into a tree to roost. That's where they sleep particularly toms. You know, hens may roost on the ground uh, when, they're, when they've got eggs, but as soon as they're able and, you know, they're trying to get back up into trees. So you're looking for, there's got to be trees somewhere. You know, if there's not a tree within 10 miles, there might not be a turkey within 10 miles. You know, if that's where you're at, you probably need to travel to find, you know, better turkey habitat. 
They might have developed some kind of, of approach for living in those areas, but I don't know. I wouldn't know enough about it to tell you how to hunt that. That'd be a different game. So if you've got just fields, probably not going to work. Again, if you have just cover, turkeys, they need to be able to move. They like to walk you know, along trails. They like to walk along gas line roads, pipelines. They like to walk along, you know, just inside of field edges and things where, where there's trails. They like deer trails. They will push through thick stuff, especially if they're afraid. They, they will move through walls of thick stuff to get from one place to another, but they don't love to just live in just thick, heavy garbage. It's just hard to move. Nothing really likes that. Well, I stand corrected. Now, pheasants probably, they kind of like that. There are other things that do. But if you have just heavy brush for miles and miles, probably not going to be a lot of turkeys. So it's really, they need the trees. They need the hardwoods. They like the open hardwoods. It's easy for them to get around. Fields help them with food and lounging and loafing and they can see far they like that gives them security and then cover lets them hide and especially lets hens nest so you're looking for whatever balance you can find between those things you may have areas where there are no open fields but maybe there's pipeline right there's just uh you know a corridor of you know 40 feet across of just open-ish area surrounded by hardwoods and cover that that could be perfect that could be a place that they might, uh, they're going to focus and spend more of their time. That's what you're looking for. You're trying to find areas where turkeys are going to spend more of their time. They may travel through miles in a day, but where are they going to spend more of their time and where are more of them going to congregate? And they're going to congregate around areas that have what they need and what they like. Hens especially, and where the hens are, gobblers will be. So those are the big picture things that you're looking for. You find places like this on uh, on a map, on a topo map, on your, your map app. I would drive to those places. If it's public land, you got to get boots on the ground. You got to start looking for sign. You got to start looking for tracks and droppings and scratchings and feathers and listening and glassing with binoculars wherever you can. If it's private land... Those are the areas you want to focus your energy on trying to get permission to hunt. Those are the people that you want to be approaching. That's where you want to invest. You just, it's not just wherever, you know, it's, you're going to be knocking on doors. You're going to have to get, you know, it's going to take work. It might be uncomfortable at times. You might have to write letters. You might have to pay money. You know, that's just, that, that could be part of the game. So, but you want to focus those efforts on areas that, have the best chance. Now, if you're looking at, you know, getting permission to hunt in private land, you can't just get out and scout it first before you get the permission. In fact, I think that would be a waste of time because that if you, if you ask five people and uh, you got one out of five to say, yes, you're probably doing good, which means you would have wasted time scouting four properties you'll never get permission on. Now, one note, don't ask people if you can have permission to hunt on their property, ask them if you can have permission to hunt turkeys on their property. See, there's a difference. Most people deer hunt, but they don't turkey hunt. So 
you know, a lot of people, they might own land or they've got family that hunts on their land, but they're all deer hunters. You know, they might have 500 acres and they, you know, they would not let you hunt deer on that property for five seconds of one day because it's their family's hunting land and that's what they do. But when it comes to spring turkey, may not be a single person in the family that, that hunts turkey. So you might have a chance at getting permission just to hunt turkeys versus just hunting permission in general, right? And a lot of people have hunting leases. So they pay money. They're basically renting the hunting rights on land. So you got people with a hunting lease. Well, they're, they're, they're paying hunting leases usually most of the time to hunt deer. So sometimes you can find who's got the lease on a land and you can get permission from them. Maybe you chip in a little bit to get to be able to hunt spring turkey. Fall turkey probably won't work because it's in the middle of deer season. But all the tips I'm giving you, everything I talk about and have ever talked about on this show is spring turkey for the most time. I am planning some episodes later this year for fall turkey hunting, but that's a completely different game. So, you, you know, there's different ways to approach this. Your odds are better if you're asking just to hunt, you know, spring turkey versus hunting in general. So, for example... Now, I know some people are just anti-leases. They're anti-paying money to hunt. Uh, they're just completely anti and against that. That's fine. I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, you, you should be the other way. If that's how you feel, feel that way. You're not making me upset. But plenty of people are happy to pay money to, to have a good place to hunt. So this tip is for them. Um, if you've got somebody, maybe they've got a 100-acre parcel. And maybe they're leasing that land from the owner, the hunting rights, for, I don't know, 2500 bucks. It's going to vary drastically depending on what part of the country it is. But they pay $2,500 a year to be able to hunt on that land and you know do whatever they want to do. Put in food plots, tree stands, whatever. They've got hunting rights uh, for that land. But it's all deer. It's pretty much always only deer. Uh, I don't know that I've ever actually even seen a hunting lease where the people paying money were turkey hunters. So what that does is gives you an opportunity to come in. They're paying twenty five bucks or twenty five hundred a year to hunt deer on that property and to to have control over the hunting on that property. So you may go in and say, "Hey, you know, if I give you, I'm making up numbers, two hundred bucks, could I, you know?" piggyback onto your lease just to hunt spring turkey they may sit back and go hey you know what that's 200 bucks we wouldn't have had we do nothing in april or may on this property uh you know that might be something that you've got the opportunity to get in on for a fraction of what it would be to have the lease on a land but you can get permission uh, from a lease holder so, and I'm not recommending new hunters pay money to hunt on property, but look, I I understand there's parts of the country where, you know, there is no public land in any relative distance. You know, the options are slim. It seems like all the land is leased. You certainly aren't going to pay thousands of dollars to hunt, but you might be able to, to just piggyback on, you know, maybe you get permission for free. Maybe you get permission with... Uh, you know, if you offer to help them work the land, you know, maybe food plot season comes along, they could use an extra hand to, 
to plant and till and clear brush and timber? Do you offer to help with that? There's all different kind of ways. Just because someone has the lease on the property or says, no, you can't hunt here, you think outside the box, they're almost always talking about deer hunting. In spring turkey, different time of year, different game. They may not be able to care less. And if they could get any help or money to for a time of the year where they're doing nothing, they could see that as a win-win. So that's an option. So then you got public land and private land. However you're able to find whatever's near you, you do that. But how do you find the best spots to hunt? So you want to get in and you need to scout. Done episodes on scouting. You can go back, check those out on the website, newhuntersguide.com, what you're looking for from scouting in general. But in terms of trying to pick a, a, a parcel, trying to pick a piece of land, oh, I would g- jump back and say this. If you're thinking about paying or trading labor for permission or anything like that, you want to scout that land before you invest. Whatever you're investing, time, energy, money, you want to scout first because... You know, you don't want to invest and get permission to hunt on a ter- property that has no turkey population, right? So you want to, you know, there's steps to this. So you're on the land, you're scouting, you're trying to figure out, okay, what would make this a good area? So here's the things that I think about in addition to just the regular sign. Number one, are there good places to set up? Are there good thick trees I can lean against and sit down against? Are there good places to put a blind? Um, Are there good places to to set up maybe a stake blind, which is basically just a piece of long camo cloth with four stakes in it, weighs two pounds, but you could set it up, hide behind that. Are there places that are good to run and gun? You know, are there trails? Is there places you could move quickly and quietly around that property? You know, how might I hunt there if I can confirm that there are turkeys reasonably within that area. So those are things I'm looking for. Hills. I like hills. I do. I like because they break up line of sight. I can use hills to get around areas without being seen. I can use hills to control what I can see and what can see me. So I've talked about this before. I like to set up where I cannot ever see further than 30 yards maybe 35 yards. That's ideal, right? You don't always get what's ideal, but that's ideal. So when I sit down, I cannot see in any direction more than 30, 35 yards. Not that I don't want to be able to see, but I don't want anything to be able to see me from further than that. So if a turkey pops his head out, you know, there's no way he can see me without being in shotgun range or archery range, whatever it might be. So I'd like to I like to pick my spot based on my field of view and I like to use hills to limit that field of view. Sometimes you got to use brush, sometimes maybe you're using fallen trees and logs. I prefer hills because I can still have good open areas, I can still have good visibility. The turkey's got to crest that hill or come down that hill or round that corner before they can see me and I can see them. And hopefully I see him first, right? But if a turkey, if you can see 200 yards, that means the turkey can see you from 200 yards, which means as soon as a bird comes within the 200 yard mark. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. 
If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. He's got to go from 200 yards to 35 yards without seeing you. All the while, you're right there. You're watching him hoping he doesn't notice you. And I don't like those odds. I don't like the risk on that. I would rather not be able to see him until I can shoot him than him have all that time and opportunity to spot me if I flinch or have to scratch my nose or you know whatever happens. Sweat rolls down in my eye and I can't see. You know Sometimes it's hot in spring turkey season. And I just don't like that. I wanna. I don't want to be able to see him till he can see me. Same thing. I, I same motto with deer hunting, whether it's rifle or archery. I don't want to be able to see an animal I can't shoot. So I would try to position myself as such to where I can only see things. I only have good visibility on what's within range of whatever I'm hunting with. If it's bow, I'm trying to keep him within 30 yards. If it's gun, you know, 100, 150 yards might be okay. Even then, I'd rather him be closer than that. But whatever you're doing, that's that's just a good rule of thumb. A turkey in particular, because you're hunting on the ground almost exclusively. And you're on the ground making turkey sound. So he's coming to you looking for another bird where you're sitting. And, you know, it's hard to, to be still. It's hard to be quiet. It's hard to not move when... They're coming in at you for 20 straight minutes from 150, 200 yards away looking right at you. That's tough. So I would rather be able to limit my visibility. So when I'm on a property, I'm trying to pick a new spot, a good spot. That's one of the things I'm looking for. And I don't just want one spot. I don't care if it's five acres or 500 acres. I want to be able to have options. I want to be able to move and okay, I heard a turkey over there. Let's move 100 yards that way and I want to be able to have options over there. Where can I set up? If it's just all open fields, you almost have no chance but to hunt out of a blind. So you need to weigh that. Um, if it's just all brush, your options are still limited. It's hard to hide in brush with turkeys. You can be done, certainly, but it's not as comfortable yeah, your visibility is rough. It's it's a tougher thing to do. So I'm looking for areas. I'm looking for spots. I'm looking for good trees. I'm looking for terrain that I can use to my advantage. Um, you know, sometimes you might find yourself literally, you heard a bird over there. You got to move, jump, run, dive onto the ground. You're laying on the ground waiting for that turkey's head to come over the ridge line so you can take a shot at it. And you're not leaning up against anything. You're laying on your belly using the terrain to your advantage. Of course, I would never lead with that technique. But you just, I'm, you're always looking at the terrain. What can I do with this? And especially, what can I, what is this area going to look like during turkey season? 
So if you're scouting in February, chances are there's not going to be any brush. Everything's going to be, you know, matted down from the snow and everything. You know, I guess down south you might not have the snow, but you're going to have different woodland conditions come turkey season, which for me is May. For you might be a little different. Every state's a little different depending on where you are. But I know a property in February in Pennsylvania is not the same way that property is going to look May 15th. Right? So you have to think about these things. You got to look at, okay, what's the brush going to be like? What's dead on the ground now that's going to spring back? You know, how's this area going to look? And turkey season changes as it goes on. Early season is a lot more open woods. You know, every week they're getting thicker and denser and less visibility. So you can use that to your advantage. There's some places that I hunt, uh, I think they're best in the early season. There's other places that they're just so open on the early season, you, you almost can't go anywhere and, and be hidden. But mid to late season, they're thicker, you can move, and you can still see the distance you want to see, but you have to wait till mid-season before they get thick enough to conceal you. So different things like that you want to keep in mind. Um, you know, what about big hills? Well, turkeys are not afraid of big hills. They're not afraid to, uh, to, to go up hills you would rather not climb. If you can get there, a turkey can get there, and they can get there much easier than you, and they may go there regularly. So you want to look for sign. You want to look for trails. Uh, if you find good trails in the woods, walk them for a little bit. Look for turkey tracks. Look for sign there. If you find good deer trails, um, open areas, you know, uh, people that cut uh, gas line roads and old logging roads, those can be great places to, to look for turkey movement. Now, also, you might have a turkey movement corridor, right? You might have an area that's maybe an old, old logging road, and it's just used by turkeys constantly. There's turkey sign all over that thing. You can set up and you can hunt turkeys like deer sometimes. You could hide, you know, get real good concealment on one side of that gas line or on that logging road. If it's a logging road, it's probably on a hill. So maybe you'd be on the upward side of that hill facing down, maybe even laying on your belly. Maybe you maybe even throw a camo tarp or net over you, whatever you got to do. And maybe you hunt that road. If there's enough sign on that road and turkeys are using that constantly, there is no shame and completely and totally changing up the game, putting the calls away, and just ambush hunting. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people that say, well, you know, the fun of the sport is the calling. You know, the fun of the sport is whatever's fun. That's it. If you find an amazing turkey highway and you set up to ambush hunt, I guarantee you, if turkeys start walking down that highway, you are going to have fun. All right? You are not going to miss whether or not you're calling or they're calling or they're coming to you. Uh, think outside the box. You know, people, you know, sometimes people, they, they overcomplicate this thing. Whatever works, do it. Whatever works. If you find a turkey highway, don't try to sit down and call birds off of the turkey highway. Ambush hunt the turkey highway. Get within 25, 30 yards of the highway from a super concealed position and you know, you're not calling, so they're not looking for you. So if they really are using the turkey highway, 
your chances of staying concealed are better than if you're calling because they're not looking for you. They have no reason to think anything's sitting where you're sitting. They're not looking for hens where you are. They're using the turkey highway. And you don't find a whole lot of turkey highways, but there are times, there are places, especially in really steep terrain, you know, a logging road might be the only reasonably easy way to get up and down one steep area to another. And turkeys, deer even probably might use the same road and it's just easier for them to move. So, you know, there's no holds bar, you know, whatever you need to do. So that's what you're looking for. Those are some of the big factors. You're looking for topography. You're looking for cover, hardwoods, fields. You're looking for whatever evidence you can find of birds. You know, if you can scout in the morning, a couple weeks before the season, that's maybe the best time to get out there because you can hear birds gobbling. They start gobbling before the season. In a lot of places, the season's actually at the tail end of the gobbling time. So you get out there early and you can listen, save you some walking, and then, you know, figure some things out that way. Um, but the number one thing you have to do is go outside. You got to go outside. You got to move. You got to get onto the dirt. You got to walk. You got to be into the woods. You got to experience it. You got to appreciate it. Um, and don't be afraid to double dip. So one of the things I like to do is go out early spring. You know, if turkey season's in May, I like to go out maybe in March and I'm scouting and I will crow hunt at the same time. So I, I'm, I'm scouting for turkeys, but I'm also crow hunting and I'm doing both. So I'm hunting, but I'm also scouting. So it's, it's, it's a double experience. You're, you're doing more, you're having fun. It's not just time wasted walking around, hoping you find something. You're hunting something in the woods while you're looking for turkeys. And that far out, you're not gonna spook anything you know, birds will be completely fine by the time the season starts if you do spook them. So I hope this is helpful for you guys. Head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Check out the show notes. Would love to hear from you. Uh, send me an email. Send me a comment through the website. I read and reply to every single one. Uh, I love hearing from you guys. Would love to hear your questions, thoughts, and ideas for new episodes. Would love to hear if this is helping you. Would love to hear, you know, if... if a month from now, you've taken a huge gobbler and, and some of these episodes helped you. I'd love to hear about it. Put that story up on the website too. And also, I want to ask, please head to Apple Podcasts. Leave a review with a comment. Nothing that I know of helps get this show into more people's hands, well, into more people's ears, I suppose, than by leaving reviews and comments on iTunes because it affects the algorithm, the search results, what shows are offered to people at what times, and uh, it's just the best way I know of. I don't need the positive reinforcement, though I don't mind it at all. But I'm trying to get the show into as many people as possible. So would appreciate your help there. And of course, share the show uh, with anybody that you know. Facebook, iTunes, um, and of course, subscribe as always. God bless you guys. Until next time, go get them in the woods.
Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Four in the morning. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Birds up in the sky. 